Um, I appreciate that, Luke. I actually should actually be thinking everyone here um, that I get to speak and that I get to speak to you guys because really this has been a huge journey with Christ um, calling me to speak, especially especially for him and to represent him. I, for the record, love public speaking. I've loved it since I was like in seventh grade. Um, I've done a lot of it. It's it's just like my jam. I really like it. But when it comes to speaking about Christ specifically, that has been a whole nother baby to me. And it's been such an area of growth. So I think um, maybe more than just being so grateful that we do, we are able to participate in a fellowship that everyone gets to play and the support and encouragement that Luke and Don and everyone has given me. Really, it's been Christ who has just pulled me out of this place. So I, I've really actually benefited probably the most because of what it's done with my walk with Christ. So thank you guys. I feel I'm worthy of all of that. So thank you. Um, so it's Advent season. I love that. I love the whole idea that we take this moment and we, we celebrate for Advent is love, peace, or hope, peace, joy, and love. And that's the way that we choose to honor and celebrate the birth of Christ. And I, I love that. Today we're going to talk from Luke Luke 2, we're going to explore actually the birth of Christ because the birth is where it all started. So I have the honor of going into Christ's word for that. Join me in prayer really quickly. Holy Father, thank you for loving us in such a way that you, you would send your only son. Thank you, Jesus, for just being the beginning of hope, peace, joy, and love for us. Please open our hearts and our minds so that we can lean in today to what your birth actually means to us so that we can participate in your peace. In Jesus' name, we love and thank you. Amen. So like I said, Luke 2, we're going to do 1 through 19. At the time... At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quinarius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who is now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angels reassured them. 
Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news, good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in the manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a fast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest of heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Can you imagine? So you're sitting out and you're watching your fields by night and you're watching the sheep and suddenly this angel appears and you're afraid. Um, These angels are telling you about bringing great, great joy. We have a Messiah and a Savior. From Advent perspective, we're talking hope, peace, joy, and love. And from a peace perspective, peace on earth, goodwill towards those whom God is pleased. I have to take a moment right there because I have to be honest with you guys. This, this for me actually is the most least peaceful time of the year. I cannot think of one other season that puts so much added pressure on almost all of our different life domains. Our time is insane. It's already packed with normal things that we have to do, but this time of year adds additional things. Some of these things are wonderful and they're fabulous, but we have extra Christmas parties, we have extra potlucks, we have parades, we have community events. This time of year taps me out and taps a lot of people out because we begin running like mad. This time of year also puts the extra pressure on finances on top. A lot of us are already struggling financially. And then those potlucks, that's more food. There's present. There's work present. I mean, it is endless, the pressure that this time of year can put on people financially. And for those that are parents, I remember when I was a single parent, or even when I was in a relationship where we weren't doing well financially, the pressure it put on me as a parent for my children, for doing the best that I could for my children, a certain year financially is insane and it puts a lot of stress. And then there's just the overall sense of well-being. There's nothing like the whole entire world being happy to put a huge spotlight on when you're not happy. I, I honestly, God, I struggle this time of year. Uh, I was sharing with my care group the other day, and I shared with Luke as well. I would love nothing more this, than, this time of year than to crawl in a hole and not come out um, until after this season's over. Um, I struggle. It hurts a little, and I happen to know that I am not the only one that struggles. And there's a lot of reasons for those that have experienced loss, 
there's hurt for those that are in bad relationships. Um, there's this struggle because your relationship should be something else during this time of season. It's like everyone has to live in a Hallmark movie this time of year, and that's what we hold our expectations to. And it can be hurtful when it's not like that. I struggle a lot during this time of year. But those are the world's ways. All that about time and finances and the perfect relationship and loss and grief, those are worldly things. Those aren't God's ways. I think when Jesus was born, it wasn't. He came to great news and peace. Um, but it during this time of year specifically, I don't think he intended that we run around like mad people and spend a ton of money on everything and be pressured and stressed to the maximum. I'm, read, I'm reading a book. I'm actually reading two books, so I apologize. I don't know where this quote actually came from. But in this book, it says, the enemy does not have to destroy you if he can distract you. And this season, there's a ton of distractions that pull us away from what I believe is actually the message of Christ's birth, the peace, the joy, the hope, and the love. All of those things pull us away from that. And that's why I think we need to draw back into him. I think we can learn a great thing from the shepherds because as we continue to read, we kind of get a little bit of insight. So to continue with verse 15, when the angels had returned at heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing which has happened, which the Lord had told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby laying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. What's the first thing that the shepherds did? They heard, they listened, they believed God's message that he had sent through the angels, and they wanted more. Because what they say, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that happened, which the Lord has told us about. And I think that's where the very beginning of where it happens. They believed and they wanted more. And that's what we have to do during this season when we're, when we're leaning into the peace and the good news. First of all, we actually have to believe it. We have to hear it. We have to believe it. And we want have to lean into it a little bit more. I know for me right now, I shared with you, I struggle. I really have to lean in. I have to draw in. If there's something, God, you're telling me that's true, I'm leaning into it. I have to. 
I have to really draw on every word that he says, because if I don't, that darkness is waiting right there for me, and I will get sucked in. So if you tell me something, God, I want more. He told them, this is good news, sending you a Messiah, a Savior. I'm in. I'm leaning in. And that's what they did, because the next thing they did is they hurried. Specifically, the scripture says they hurried to the village. We got to run, don't walk. As soon as something starts to rear its head in me, sadness, um, not wanting to take care of business, not wanting to do the things I'm supposed to do during this time of year, for whatever reason, that's my trigger right there to run to my Savior. Run to his word. Run to what I need to do. Believe him, and I'm just going to run with him. So they didn't walk. They hurried to him. Now, it's kind of interesting. I can't imagine a world where if the angels had showed up in front of me that I would not have believed them, what the angel had said. But the shepherds, they had options at this point in time. They actually did not have to believe the angels in the word. They could have thought they were crazy. They could have thought they were overworked and they were tired. Um, they could have thought, hey, I'm a little bit too busy. I know this crazy thing happened, but I'm a little bit too busy. They didn't have to hurry to go check out and see what happened. But they did. They, they believed and they hurried and they didn't have to. And what they find out? They found out that what the Lord had said was true. What the angel had told them was true. But it took belief first. It took action. They hurried. They ran to it. And then they saw what happened. And then, finally, and this is my favorite, what did they do? They went back to work. It's that simple. They got back at it. I think sometimes I expect God, especially if you're using terms like Savior and Messiah and peace on earth and goodwill, I think that I feel like God should just like miraculously change things instantly like a Hallmark movie. Can you please fix things Hallmark movie fashion for me? Um, take all my pain away. And can you do it in a two-hour period? And I'm probably going to pause you a little bit because I have other things I'm going to do because I'm going to be distracted. But please save me anyway. I think this time of year, I'm kind of guilty of having that expectation of Jesus. But the shepherds, what did they do? They went back to work, but they went back to work glorifying and praising God. It was that simple. They believed God. They hurried to go see him. They saw that what the angel had said was true, and they went back to work. That simple. And there really is actually a lot of peace in that. When I was thinking about that this week, and when I saw that the shepherds they just went back to work. For the record, the shepherds, that was considered like the, a bottom of the barrel job at that time. So it wasn't a great job they even went back to. 
they went back. And what that tells me is that God sends this message through the angels. He says, hey, I'm bringing you this great news, a Messiah, a Savior, peace on earth. But I need you to go back to work. I need you to believe me. I'm going to be there with you. I love you. I adore you. I'm going to be with you every moment. I'm going to be with you beyond just this season. I'm sure Jesus knew that we were going to celebrate this season like we celebrate it. None of what we do right now, it's no surprise to Jesus. He knew. I can't help but wonder if the Advent, when we talk about the Advent, if there isn't an emphasis on it because Jesus knows that we need this moment to focus in on hope, peace, joy, and love. He, because he needs us to settle down because he knew that in 2023, we're going to be running around like chickens with our head cut off and we are going to forget really what it's about. He knew the commercialism was going to happen. He knew that the whole focus wasn't going to be about him. It wasn't going to be about peace and where he kind of wants us to lean in and to really look at who he is. I think the birth of Christ actually, it's, that's a lifelong gift. It's a constant invitation to us to keep coming back to him over and over again. And while we celebrate it in such a beautiful, amazing way right now, um, we need to remember that celebration all throughout the year. This marks the beginning of our hope. It marks the beginning of our peace and our joy. Glory to God in highest heaven. Thank you, God, that you did this. I'm so grateful. Many of you know I, I couldn't do it without my relationship with Jesus. Could not, don't even want it. Not even going to try it. Glory to God in the highest end of heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth. For those of us, we believe. We run to him. We draw on him. And we get back to work. We get back at it. But this time we get back at it, glorifying and praising God. We get back at it in peace because that's what he's all about. He's not about all of those other things that distract us from who and what he actually is. And his peace is right there, right there, a gift for us for the taking. If you need peace this time of year, Jesus, that's your guy right there. You need relief, peace from financial worries, peace from the insane pressures put on our time right now. He's your guy. Peace, you need peace over just your overwhelming sense of well-being just because you want to be happy, but you're not happy. That's what Jesus of birth is all about, to give you that right there. And all we have to do is come to that, come to that place. Because he actually wants it. That's his gift to us, this pure love that he wants to draw us into. And I, I'm grateful for that. Everyone, please stand with me.
Okay. Thank you, Terry, for sharing that. It's a good reminder for us to, you know, the season of Advent, slow down. Let's pray in peace now. Um, I'm just going to pray um, for each and every single one of us in this building. Um, like Terry said, this season, it brings a lot <laughs> of emotions, like loss, like she was sharing her struggles. The relationships aren't what you maybe are hoping for, um, but God wants to bring us peace today. He wants to bring it in our mind, in our body, in our soul, and that we can leave this place today feeling peace. So I'm just going to pray for us if you would just bow our heads. Lord, we thank you so much for this message. We thank you for Terry and her obedience to share it with us, Lord, and that um, you've given her a message for us to hear. Lord, and as the subject was peace today, Lord, I pray that you would surround our whole being with your peace, that we can choose peace today and for the upcoming month, Lord. That we would um, lay everything at your feet, Lord. Every situation that we are all going through, Lord, we lay it down at you, at your feet. And that you would surround us with your peace, surround us with your hope. And that the distractions, yes, they're there, but I pray that you would make um, them the load a little bit lighter during this season. Lord, I pray for loneliness or hurt or struggles or loss. Lord, I pray for just your peace of understanding to surround each body. And that we would be sensitive um, as a church body, as a church family, Lord, to the people around us. That maybe they're not feeling peace right now, Lord, but I pray that we would be sensitive to that. Lord, I pray that you continue to speak to us during the rest of this week, Lord. And I would pray just for a difference in our mindsets. Just draw us closer to you, Lord, in your holy name. Amen.